Kerofano, this is Rickman King here. Just want to let you all know that some episodes will not be releasing due to lost footage on my part. That includes us talking about the Game Awards, Mega Movie Mayhem, which would have been the 13th episode of the Movie Bros podcast of us talking about our favorite movies of the year. It would have been the first episode with our first reoccurring host, The Knight, who was a best friend of both Epsilon and I. And also, Epsilon and I talking about the greatest year of video games, which would have been our fifth episode of the Gaming Bros podcast. Um, sadly, repurposed footage, lost audio, all on my all on my part. This will be our big return for season two of the Movie Bros podcast, with us discussing Matthew Vaughn's latest entry, Argyle. Many apologies. Please and thank you. Now I'll shut up, and you, enjoy the show. Kia ora and welcome back to the Movie Bros Podcast, we're your hosts Rickwin King and Epson. how are you doing this week? I'm doing amazing, how are you doing this week? Yep, uh, same old, same old, but, yeah. you know, we get through it. We get through it. It's back to the two of us again, and we'll be discussing and reviewing Matthew Vaughn's latest epic, Argyle, in cinemas worldwide and in premium formats such as IMAX. Then we'll be giving a lowdown on how the first quarter of the year will play out in our overall segment. Now Epsilon, let's get groovy with the new and very meta rom-com or is it a spy-com film from X-Men First Class and Kingsman director Matthew Vaughn. This is Argyle. <laughs> It's time for you to meet the real Agent Argyle. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Now, Epsilon, we had the chance to watch it yesterday. Yeah. Firstly, what are your thoughts on the film? Not a bad film, in all honesty. It, it is, it's, it's not as bad as people would say it is, yeah? Definitely got great action scenes, you know, love, love every little bit about it. Certain story parts were kind of potholish, but that's what you kind of expect from a spy novelization that I feel as though went everywhere. Um, I think this is Matthew Warren finally like let out of the cage. He can do whatever he wants now, so he can <laughs> make something absurd like this without being because Argo is not really a book in the real world. They finally released book one a couple of weeks ago, before the movie came out. So um, this is completely not attached to an IP or anything. Well, until now, where we'll get to like. This is book one of six, um, but we'll see. Um, but he's unleashed now. He can do whatever he wants. He can make it as bombastic as he wants, as um, as meta as he wants when it comes to how editing goes within it, going in and out of the real world, the book world, and also the division. It's all over the place, but I think a lot of people are going to be a little bit confused where mm. it will... Um, like especially seeing from Sam Rockwell, um, agent in the real world to Argyle, um, Henry Cavill, from the books going through different perspectives, but we mm. kind of understand um, with um, Samuel Jackson's character and um, Alfie um, telling um, Ellie, it's kind of subconscious. Don't also Argyle, forget about yeah. the uh, end credit scene as well. Oh my gosh, extra scene. Oh uh, yeah. Um, uh, we'll get to that in the cons because I I still have not deciphered it to this day. I told you to give me a day. I still haven't deciphered it. <laughs> yeah, so, you don't understand. Yeah, it's kind of confusing even to me. I don't yeah. know what, what it was meant to be about. Is the issue? Yeah, it's a real world. It's in the book. Mm. Who knows? Time will tell. But um, Epsilon, you said one of your highlights for the movie was our uh, music. How was um? your take on the musical choices. Matthew Vaughn really likes um, musical taste, like James Gunn. Uh, yeah. What were your thoughts? I liked it, I liked it, I liked it. It was a very good choice of music, yeah. Definitely, uh, I, I think there would have been a bit more of a spy choice of music, in my opinion. It would have been better, but 
for such a thing like this, like with comedic as well, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, going for the 80s um, mm. disco era, going into electronic yeah, yeah. era, and then also them making a couple of original tracks. I, uh, I wouldn't mind, yeah, the uh, mm. Austin Power sort of, you know, musical trope as well, but this is fine too. Yeah, um, I think before we watched the film, I listened to the entirety of the soundtrack from Lorne Balf. Um, it's fantastic. Uh it also captures the epicness of what Ellie's writing in the book of those adventures, but it doesn't really have a spy feel to it compared to Kingsman um, by Henry Jackman, where that's a proper spy theme, um, plus the epicness. This didn't really have that. It had the mm. globetrotting aspect to a spy theme, mm. but we expect like a Mission Impossible, yeah, yeah. James Bond, but Fair instead enough. we got, yeah. Um, but the musical choices overall, it kept the aesthetic of the book, um, which I think we could go into spoilers, uh, which mm. turns out to be real life with um, Ellie Conway, turning out to be actual Argyle. Yeah, yeah so, so I'm confused. Is It's so weird because they say it's not meta, but at the same time they say it is. Like, is the the Ellie story, was, was it Rachel, you know? Is it actually Argyle? What was happening, you know? I, I mean, I think they went with, like, R, like, Rachel, her first name, Dot, um, Guile. I think, mm. or Kyle was mm. the last one, so she went with think, Argyle. Do you think she actually, like, subconsciously met, like, pre in the past, she's met Agent Argyle, yeah? So she subconsciously decided to do that as well? I don't know, we kind of see Henry Cavill come back with another stupid haircut at the end of the movie. And she's like, whoa, um, he, mm. that could be Argyle? Mm. I don't know, it's all over the place with I what's think, real no, or I think, what's fake. Yeah. The thing is, though, I think that he was implying, like, do you have questions for me when he says that, yeah? Mm. I think he was mentioning, you know, he, he, it's a story about him. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little all over the place, but could take a few viewings to actually understand mm. but um yeah it turns out because from the trailers i don't think you've seen the trailers epsilon mm. um people were thinking the cat was argyle <laughs> um the cat is argyle no oh no no the cat's uh alfie alfie no people were assuming the cat would be the real agent ah. argyle but it turned out to be ellie yeah and that actually took me by surprise, even though it should have been um, right there. But I'm just taking the trailer. Um, great promotion, by the way, if they make you think it's something else when it's actually the thing that you thought from the very beginning, where it's actually her, not the stupid cat. Mm. But um, yeah. Speaking also, of which, actually, this yes. this movie kind of reminds me of another movie where like the female author like finds her character. Like, mm. as she travels, I forgot what it was called. It was like a 20, like 2000 movie, but yeah, it's not as recent as this. Yeah, I think I'll have a look into it because I know what you mean. I just mm. completely forgot mm. the name of it. Mm. Like, I can't, I've been looking for it. I just haven't been able to put my eyes on it. Yeah. But it definitely has tropes of that, especially in, um, in the way that, uh, I think I said it to you um, yesterday. It reminded me of Inkart, but not like the fantasy stuff. It's like the um, whatever's spoken on paper comes to reality, mm. but it completely dropped the Inkart idea when it turned out she was actually Argyle. So yeah, she went yeah. through those adventures. Uh, I thought that was really cool that, you know, the idea of her predicting what came to be true. Um, was a cool, neat idea, but it just didn't go anywhere mm. until she became Rachel Kyle. But there's a lot of twists and turns in this movie, and it's gonna make a lot of people, you know, it will hurt heads. That's, that's yeah. No, like. honestly, don't go into this movie expecting yourself to be able to understand everything all at once. This was like a very, like, having so many plot twists, it, it made me just go. What the heck is happening, you know? 
It was like left, right, center, you know, one after the other, just bang, 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 bang. Yeah, and you don't know who's on the good side or on the mm. bad side. Mm. You don't know who's your parents, or you don't mm. know who you are. Who can you trust via vocal? Mm. It's it's a proper spy thriller when it comes to that, but it's well, we'll get to whether what genre it really is because it plays on different tropes of rom com and well, now we call spy com, um, but who knows. Um, Epsilon, what mm. an incredible cast from Bryce Dallas Howard oh, who plays Ali Conway to Henry Cavill to Brian mm. Cranston, mm. Um, Samuel Jackson. Honestly, yeah, Ali Conway's character, yeah, mm. she can do the split. <laughs> like, oh my god, like that that the character. Oh my god, the Rachel uh, Kelly character just. Hmm. It shows a powerful female, you know? And it doesn't have to be, you know, those, like, is is godlike in everything trope, you know? Yeah. Even yeah. even when she's Rachel Kyle, she yeah. she still gets in situations where yeah. she doesn't know what to do. And they did it it's right. not, like, straight away. Even though she had those years of training, she's still somewhat Ellie Conway in her mind. And her, I think, I heard you in cinema, you're getting a little bit frustrated mm. when she was on the roof top um i kind of understand but if i were in her position i'd be like why should i jump why do i trust a man that i just met Mm. like a couple minutes Mm. ago but Mm. um when rachel comes in she still has that predicament but you know also yeah yeah, actually yeah there was one plot twist that i found i was like damn it why why is this there it's like oh my god it was a brain so the the you know how that like one doctor was like attack this guy yeah yeah. Yeah. I was so confused by the fact that like um why she would stop the download because she wasn't ordered to. And I was like, damn it, what what is happening there? But I guess it uh, was, yeah. Yeah. I guess it increases I, yeah. the uh thing. Yeah, um I think it's like Black Widow commands, really. Mm. Mm. where it's like the red room they're ordered and it's i i I was getting frustrated in that scene because i'm like uh hello uh Mm. aiden sam rockwell's character uh Mm. grabbed a gun and shoot yeah yeah you saw it too right you saw the you saw the thing i'm like god damn like shoot it i'm like mate push her run to the gun shoot the mother she drops the ballerina thing yeah skate thing everything's all done But uh, they needed a climax, and it's maybe we're just too smart for this movie. Jesus Honestly, God. though, it was it was mind-numbing at times. I know. I'm like, uh, pick up the damn gun and shoot the mother. Mm. Mm. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? But either way, credible casting and Catherine O'Hara as well. Um, yeah, this movie's got an amazing cast. The more I think about it, it's just writing gets to it, but we'll get to it. Um, Epsilon, what did you think of the editing, especially with the um, hopping between realities? We'll say, was it, it jarring was to you? Or it was interesting. interesting. It was interesting. Uh, I know this has been done like in like other situations, but like the I felt that as though there's too many like. Uh, flashbacks that was my issue but i understand that they needed it but like it felt a little too much at times yeah i understand um mm. a lot of the, a lot of the movie is show don't tell but there were mm. some parts especially flashbacks where it did tell you a lot of things that we should be able to get straight away if they showed us mm. but um no i understand yeah I just feel like uh, when it comes to jumping between Sam Rockwell and Henry Cavill, I think that's expertly done. And I feel like having the ability to have Henry Cavill in the movie either way, because he's the main star of the movie, well, quote unquote, mm. but um, having him actually be part of the action instead of like flashbacks or story excerpts and was really cool. 
to actually include him in some real world stuff, even though it's like fictitious character with Argyle. But yeah, I think the editing was top notch. Um, now, Epsilon, my my first con was it was a tad bit long. Yeah. Did you feel that? Yeah. No. No, I felt no. Um, to be honest though, yeah, it, mm. for what it needs, it was pretty. Uh, I think the timing was kind of wasted in certain scenes. Mm. I think that was my issue more than anything. So yeah, I yeah. I felt like the added up time of everything that was like a little too long, at certain points where it just t- making yep. it a tad bit too long. Yeah. I just checked the runtime for the first time. It's two hours and nineteen minutes. No wonder it felt so long. <laughs> this could have benefited from like an hour and forty-five or an hour and fifty, maybe. Yeah, and agreed, agreed. I felt as though it didn't really need as much time. Well, especially I feel as though some scenes just didn't need to be there. Hmm. Yeah, like just to keep yeah. the suspense. I felt as though they're just trying to give us all the answers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let yeah, the audience been... theorize, you know? Give people yeah. some ideas of like, oh, it could be because of this or that, you know? Like, mm. in my opinion, it was, it had so many different things, you know, at every different point. Yeah. Um, there have been plenty of films that have mm. released recently that were way too short, should have been mm. at least two and a half hours long. Mm. I feel like this is the polar opposite, where it should have been a tad bit shorter, um, where it could have been tighter, and there's no dragging to to both the script and the editing process. But um, that's probably one of the few cons that um, mm. came with the movie. But um, I think you brought up plot holes were everywhere. Um, Epsilon, do you think they were resolved to you? After a day of rethinking of the movie, or do you think they're still there? I think they're still there, honestly. Like, okay, if you look at the movie closely, yeah? yeah. There's just so many different points in the movie where... They've shown this to be a situation where, like, for example, when they met that uh, hacker, mm-hmm. the, it was shown to be that he was meant to leave. He was He left, yeah? And that room is completely intact, by the way, with the same aged wall. And everything. So there weren't many like damages to the place prior to the whole fight scene, you know? Then it comes to us to the fact that like apparently everything blew up. Yeah. You see what and I mean? She's like, the one that yeah. killed him. And also also if if the uh agency if she was a double spy for the agency, yeah? Then wouldn't she have just told the directorate where this guy was? So why would they need to? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like what? Yeah. Um unless they knew where he was thanks to her and mm. she was tasked to go kill him. Mm. So You see what I mean though? Like it felt like uh Yeah, that yeah. was Especially with the fact that you brought up, oh, the room's still intact. Um, <laughs> unless it's a different room, but hmm. it's the same no, building. But yeah, apparently because she found it. Yeah. Yeah. But then why would he have like? How would a book like in a safe like that survive? You know, if that much of an explosion happened. Oh wait, um, that happened five years ago, wasn't it? They could have rebuilt yeah, the building. Yeah. But then but, why would they? Why would the director then need to? You know. True, you know and why I mean? was the painting still on the wall? Yeah. Why oh, was no. the plaster still there? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's mm. been five years. Who would go back and mm. repaint on the wall, on the brick, mm. to go, oh, here's where the book is? The explosion was so big. Yeah, that she hurt herself, you know? Yeah, she yeah. flew out the bloody wall. Yeah. So oh, it was just okay. so confusing to me. You see what I mean? Like, yeah, like, it's huh. It's and then, like, and also, why would this hacker even have a book if he just told her, you know? Yeah. Oh lord. 
<laughs> but yeah, I think that's one of not many plot holes mm. in the movie, but somewhat something that's um it's it's convoluted how it was mm. handled because it's inconsistent and mm. what what time period it is. Obviously, it's Rachel five years ago before mm. her accident, mm. but then why is the building still the same? Exactly. And why hasn't why hasn't the division gone there yet to check the rubble? Exactly. But uh, uh, maybe it's it's meant to be like a red herring or something. It was meant to always be found by Ellie and Aiden. Yes, but like, then why would the director even need to spy on her? Why give us that scene? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. It's confusing. Um. Now, Epsilon did bring it up, um, the post-credit scene. Oh. I don't oh. know what it is. <laughs> what is happening? It's confusing. I was looking at it, I was like, I was trying to make so much sense of it, it just doesn't make sense. Did it say, I think I asked this question yesterday, did it say 20 years later or 20 years earlier? 20 years earlier, it said. 20 years earlier, there was an Argyle, and there was a yeah. part called the Kingsman. Yeah, so, uh, like... Is it meant to be a reference? What is it meant to be? Like, you know? I mean... That, yeah. The Kingsmen be... are tailors. Yeah, so why is there a pub called the Kingsmen? What? Was it just yeah, meant to be sa- like a... Was the Kingsman meant to be just like a reference to his other work? And then like... I... The Statesmen were meant to be distillery, like yeah. whiskey and mm. pubs and that. But they're American. Um... If the next Kingsman movie has a kid named Argyle, we'll, we'll finally understand, but... Hmm. What? Yeah, no, it made no sense to me. Because, like... What? You know what I mean? Yeah, um... I tried looking everywhere. I went to every single uh, hmm. postcard explained and everything for Argyle. Hmm. Uh, still confused. They're as confused as we are. <laughs> it has no... Like... I don't. I feel as if this just made this so that there's no connection, you know. Because we know Kingsman literally mm. say we're not James mm. Bond or mm. we're not we're not Ethan Hunt. Like they're mm. they're parody. They're meta. Mm. Mm. But this is. I, I don't know. This kind of like was like over the top in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Don't know whether this is a tease for the next movie. Oh, it's just a cheeky reference. Which yeah. Would... Is it just book one? Is that what it's saying? Like, is, is that just like in the book one or what? Because Agent Argyle is also remember in the in the end scene. Spoilers, people. Yeah. He's there in the book reading for. Yeah. What? Um... Yeah. I was trying to see whether any of the other book readers inside there could see him. Mm. Or, um, or was it in her imagination? Uh, it's, it's so confusing. And the fact that it's book one, when we've already had all six stories put into this movie. Mm. Um, I don't know what Matthew Vaughn's doing with this movie. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I mean... The last time Matthew Vaughn did a post credit scene, he teased Hitler. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't... <laughs> Hitler, oh my god. But, um, <laughs> I don't think we'll ever see that movie. Probably not. Um, but yeah, the, the Kingsman Tavern still doesn't make sense to us. Now, Epsilon... The final mm. well, complaint was: Is it genre bending or is it genre unknown? That's what I titled this. Um, it it's really I, gonna be in a rom com, but is it really a spy movie? I felt as though it just couldn't find its own identity. That's my issue. Mm. This movie had a it's like it's trying to find what makes it this movie, you know? And it's just I don't understand because like it feels genre bending, but it's just no. Like, at the same time, you know? It feels yeah. like... It, it gives us the vibe of a romantic comedy. But then it also gives us action. 
and like sequences and you know moments of you know distrust violence is just all over the place you know like it, yeah. suspense was just everywhere at all times because at that time I think he did it really well where he just didn't let us trust anybody as the audience as well mm. yeah it, it hits really well when it wants to be a rom-com and it does that fantastically now to be a spy not really a spy thriller but that's always associated with spy uh, that's why we kind of call it a spy com it's spy comedy kind of like Kingsman um, it's, yeah it's convoluted in what it wants to be um, hmm. and we still don't know what it is we might consider it a rom-com with how every action beat in the script was made it was made to be a rom-com, but it turned out to be a spy comedy. It's quite confusing when you think about it, but who knows? If yeah, so, should no. we just call this a spy com? This is a spy com, yeah. <laughs> make yeah, it make it its own, you know, thing, you know. It's yeah, just like... like yeah, because oh we have. Oh my gosh. We have this movie at Kingsman. We have like Johnny English mm. as well, mm. which is a spy com as well. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, um, I think there's all the cons out of the way. Epson, what would you give Argyle out of 10? I gave it a 7 out of 10. Honestly, it's a straight 7. I would not say it's any worse than a 7 because of its action scenes and everything, yeah? Mm. But honestly, a straight seven. Yeah, it, it does, it's not. It's not bad. It's not. You know. Yeah. It's not. It's as good as like the top hitters that are like eights, nines, and tens. Because I feel as though there's a specific level that should be hit with an eight and a nine yeah. and ten. You know. Yeah. Okay, Epson giving a good old IGN seven. Um, <laughs> IGN. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, then. Requiem. Hey, what hey. do you give it? <laughs> I give it an 8.5 mm, um, mm. after after talking about it it may drop to an 8 especially mm. with the plot holes things and inconsistency mm. in timeline but if you're it, okay so I read an interview with Lauren Belf the composer saying that he knew about this final Beatles track for a year and a half and could tell mm. the world mm. having that final fight scene with what, what could be the final Beatles track ever at the very end, Rosa to an 8.5. But I after see. the plot hole inconsistencies, yeah. it's an 8 out of 10. Uh, this movie's just a lot of fun. I think that's what it is. But it's not like Fast and Furious fun where you turn your brain mm. off. You mm. still need to use... You need to think you know, about it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot to think about with this movie. Ugh. What's true, what's false. Mm. But it does, it does tell you, instead of showing you... Um, quite a bit so there's that um, but yes Epsilon a 7 out of 10 and me an 8 out of 10 to finalise that Matthew Vaughan Spycom Argyle and cinemas everywhere and in premium formats such as IMAX now on what to expect from us for the first quarter of the year we'll discuss both the future of the Movie Bros podcast and the Gaming Bros podcast here today on to business, every Wednesday will be an episode of the Movie Bros Podcast, which will drop at 8pm, whereas mm. the Gaming Bros Podcast will become a regular segment in our schedule, releasing new episodes every Friday at 8pm. Yes, it will be double the editing, but you get to hear us <laughs> twice a week. Always, the, always. Always. The Anime Bros Podcast will be a yearly episode of us discussing our favourite and special pieces from our favourite anime. For example, Jujutsu Kaisen Shibuya, but that's for a later date. We'll be taking next week off as Epsilon will be overseas. Now, oh, yes. here is the lowdown Epsilon. Yeah. From the 21st of February, we will be mm. discussing Madden Web. Okay. Now, Epsilon. Uh, yes. I want to say. I don't know what to expect from him because I've been told it's bad, but I've been told it's good. So it's like there's two peep, there's two sides that I'm hearing from. Apparently, how said it's good. Uh, some people are saying it's good, like some some fans of it. I've I've heard that it's been told. I've been told that it's really good. 
Okay, folks at home, um, the reason why I always bring Epsilon to movies, he doesn't watch promo videos or trailers. If he was able to watch the trailer for Madam Web, trust me, it looks like a fan film. Oh, um, I love it. It's, the trailer's very bad, but I, it's promising. So, mm. we'll, we'll discuss that because that's a big movie releasing on um, mm. Valentine's Day, but we'll get to watch it on Saturday. And then I'm not sure, Epsilon, if you want to um, watch this or discuss it. Uh, One Love, based on Bob Marley's life, this can be something that's a um, alone episode. But other than mm. that, I feel like that could be a big movie as well as Man of Web. Mm. So expect that on the 21st. Now, another big one. Dune Part 2, Epsilon. Ooh, that's. It, it, oh, I don't even know what to say. It's a big okay, one. <laughs> let me just say here, yeah, Dune as a mm. movie. I've I've never read I've never read the Dune series in my life. Yeah. So personally, I would like to understand what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've never fully like the Dune Part One was just confusing. Mm. Yeah. To, to new people it's confusing it is a political thriller but the trailers kind of made it out to be mm. the next Lord of the Rings with the action mm. the action only comes in at the very end people and people were so disappointed with the movie gave it like 4 or 5 out of 10 but if you take in like the political aspect and mm. the whole what's the fair trading of spice um, yeah, what, what, what is that meant to be representing I don't understand you know yeah, because every time you hear Spice, you think Star Wars. Mm. Um, but with this, I I won't say anything. I've read the book, uh, the first book. We're about to get into the second half of the first book. Um, this is where the fun begins. I think that's what Anakin said in the Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> this is where everything that you wanted, and mixing some Gladiator, mm. a little bit of Blade Runner, and Lord of the Rings. So is it, is it like is it like just a better version of the creator? Uh, yeah. I we'll we'll see we'll see when the movie comes out. Um, mm. yeah, it's just minus AI, but I I get where you're coming from, especially mm. with the whole political aspect. But um, yeah, Dude Part Two, a movie that's high up on our list for what could easily be one of the best movies this year if executed right um that will be coming out on the 6th of march now a a series that after its latest trailer i am very excited to discuss <laughs> and i want epsilon to be discussing with me it's called avatar the last airbender ah it's coming and finally okay 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 the live action. number one number one please no Ang. Oh my god. Oh, wait. Oh, man. oh my god, it made me cringe. Epsilon, it's Ang. They say Ang. Yes. It's a sigh of relief. They say Ang. It's so good. Ah. Oh yeah. They say Ang. Yeah, we're in for a fun ride, people. Okay, okay. Okay. So, yeah. And also the visuals <sighs> are a top tier mm. uh, there's no one singular rock going across the mm. screen <laughs> like in the last like... episode <laughs> they get like four or five people ha, ha, doing ha, pushing ha. yeah pushing doing all these actions just to push one small rock <laughs> one small like, rock oh my gosh what is happening and it goes at shovel pace. Yeah. the issue is yeah. the pace that the rock flew at was so <laughs> slow anybody could fucking dodge out of it <laughs> Someone got hit with the rock as well. Mm. <laughs> I saw that shit in 3D. Oh, oh my god. I watched that on DVD and that was how bad it was. Oh my god. Dude, my mates from primary, we, we all love Avatar. Mm. Went to watch it opening night. It was the most disappointing movie ever created. Yeah. <laughs> Even my dad, my dad's a big fan mm. of Avatar The Last Airbender, was like, Ang, who the fuck is Ang? <laughs> It's like, wow, you're even making my dad piss off. But yeah, uh, they're getting it right this time. Um, mm. They're getting it? Okay, 
the fact that you have to say this time is what hurts me the most. It yep. shouldn't have ever needed to be like you know one like more than once, you know. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. But M Night Shyamalan wanted to do a oneer and had one-er a singular again? rock. Yeah, uh, there's no oneer in this one. It'll okay. be kind of cool. Wait, so but, is it a um, movie or is it a TV series? I keep forgetting. TV series, eight okay. episodes, I think. It's okay. the same as One Piece. The issue, so. in my opinion, yeah, is eight episodes for a show like Avatar. It's so it's it's so short. Like it's book one. Yeah, I think book, book one. one's it's, the shortest. It's, it's still it's very short. Like yeah, for book one, that is very short. Eight episodes. Generally, it's okay. For example, yeah. Hmm. Uh. How do I say this? If you've watched uh, Hotel uh, Has Been Hotel, has been. Yeah. yeah, it has the same problem where it's too short. Eight episodes is too short. Like it didn't give us enough time to introduce the characters and then like make us feel connections to them as well as like building upon the story and narrative, you know, to allow these characters to improve and show that they are deserving of heaven and whatnot and. Giving Charlie, like, you know, a, a reason to be able to present to heaven and whatnot, yeah? It was just yeah. so, like, rushed. And, like, I understand that 8 episodes, 24 minutes each is, like, a short amount of time, but still. Like, that was the issue. Like, the runtime was too short. Yeah, um, I think Avatar's going the One Piece route, where they're between mm. 55 minutes to an hour and 20 minutes. Okay. So... If- Hopefully, they're really long yeah, yeah hopefully hopefully that allows it but i'm i'm not hoping i'm hoping they do that like, rock dance again oh my god did they kill me Ugh. okay to to the audience at home that have actually watched the trailer king boomy actually is so good that's all i'm gonna say it's king boomy in it as well yeah he wasn't passing say Oh right, he was, he was. And we're also getting some storylines from later seasons and mm. this season. Okay, um okay. you'll 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 see when we get to cover it, but um, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. There'll be um the series does drop on the twenty second of February, but we'll cover it on the twelfth of February. Oh yeah. Yeah, True. we'll cover it on yeah. the twelfth of March. So yeah. it gives us time. So we're not rushing through it. <laughs> yeah. We get time to marinate with Ang, mm. with Ang. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy saying Ang instead of Ang. Yeah, that's stupid. Now, on the third of April is my most anticipated movie this year, Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire, um, sequel to Ghostbusters: Afterlife. Mm. We will be discussing that, and the old crew is back. We are back. Mm. To be honest, though, the the last Ghostbusters movie, I would say, wasn't bad, but like could have been better. Oh yeah, Afterlife Afterlife had everything nostalgia wise great, mm. and it, it just, was able to, yeah, yeah, it didn't push the future narrative, you know. Yeah, I I think this one will. Um, yeah. Uh, finally, we're getting ghosts with like elemental powers apart from mm. lightning. Mm. This is actually like a proper horror, literally scare you to death fire um, killing, freezing people. Um, but yeah, this is this is highly anticipated for for most and mm. um, yours truly. But yep, we'll be covering that, and it'll be releasing on the third of April. Yeah. Now, a sequel that is that I didn't expect to be coming out so soon. Kung Fu Panda 4. Epson, super excited uh, for this? No, no, not really. The, the Furious I 5 think, is nowhere to be I seen. Think, okay, I think they're milking it at this point. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah the third it. movie ended perfectly. Even yeah. though the third movie is not perfect per se. Third movie still ended with him as the proper Dragon Warrior and him with his own family. Um, yeah, we'll still cover it. Mm. 
but who knows, who knows. The art style is still the same. I thought they were going to go with the Puss and Brutes art style. Still DreamWorks. Mm. Um, but other than that, Jack Black is back. And featuring Aquafina as a character. She's everywhere. Yeah. She's everywhere. Uh, at least DreamWorks was able to get Jack Black back for this and not Will Ferrell for okay. Megamind. But that's a story Jack for Black, another day. Best, one of the best voice actors, okay? Honestly. I'm he so wants to make yeah yeah i'm so sad that he's like slowly losing like every like roles he, i mean he's still getting prominent roles but you know i want him more you know yeah they could make a new jumanji um mm. if they wanted to mm. it's just he's really good at voice acting so he they're is, gonna he, get him bowser Mwah. you know I mean, he kind of wants the next Super Mario Brothers to be a musical, and he is yeah. part of Tenacious D, so yeah. he can sing. Chris Pratt? Yeah, not sure about that, but we'll, mm. we'll see. And then, big one, Godzilla, X-Kong, mm. New Empire. Whoa, big one, big one. We'll be covering that as well. Epson, are you excited about this movie? I think you saw the trailer yesterday. Yeah, I... I think... I don't know what to think, to be honest. Like, I, I like the Godzilla series, yeah? But it's mm. like a different Godzilla, you know? In my opinion, right? It's not yeah. the same. Yeah. So... The last one was, um... Okay. It wasn't bad. Hmm. I can't say it was, you know, the movie, you know, but still, like, it was. I can't really say the bad movie at the same time, you know. Yeah, Godzilla vs Kong. I kind of wish they didn't put it on HBO Max. It could have saved cinema. No, but they did the thing again where, like, um, they had to fight. Or they had to fight another like character instead of like it being a one v one, you know. It's that I mean, trope, you know? Batman versus Superman, you know? Uh, well, like, I don't know. I don't know what to expect him, honestly. I mean, at least Godzilla versus Kong had, like, three or four rounds. Yeah. Batman yeah, versus yeah. Superman was, like, an eight-minute battle. <laughs> eight-minute that... battle, then go straight to, oh, uh, no, you are not the enemy. It's no, an eight-minute battle in a three-and-a-half-hour film. Mm. <laughs> what the hell? But at least Godzilla vs Kong actually like threw hands and yeah, atomic they, they, breath and yeah, they did all that. And yeah. I haven't started Monarch, and that's the lead up to Godzilla x Kong oh, as yeah. well. So who knows? I'll, I'll start it soon. But I think these Godzilla movies have clo- uh, have become the Transformers movies of old. Michael Bay, where yeah. it's just a lot of noise, just a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a summer blockbuster. But you can't really call it, like, the movie, you know? No. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see with this one. Um, yeah. But other than that... Yeah, Godzilla vs. Kong is is good, but... Could have been better. They fought Mechagodzilla, which... Yeah. And my Godzilla yeah. It's really cool. But, yeah. man. Bummer. We need to go watch Godzilla minus one. That's what our objective is for the UNM. Yeah, I'm so sorry, audience. If we were like belated in like December area, we were just finishing up studies, mm. and we completely missed out a bunch of films that came out in December, mm. from Aquaman all the way to Wonka, mm. all the way to Godzilla minus okay. one. You need to go watch Wonka. I watch. Uh, Wonka. I need to go watch Wonka. Um, you also but... need to go watch Aquaman. I've watched that, so I'm up to date. You Damn. need to go watch Wonka, Aquaman. And we both need to go watch Godzilla Michael. That is like the biggest, I think, out of the three of them. Okay, fine, I'll find dates. I'll find dates. Hmm. If we had to go reading, we'll go reading. Bummer. Bummer's on my notes. But yes, <laughs> um, that's. That's that. Uh, finishing on 17th of April, so. With the Movie Bros podcast scheduled, we now move on to the Gaming Bros podcast. Let's see what we have in store for everyone at home. Hey, Absalon, yeah. as of the 16th, 
we'll be celebrating Tekken. I know Tekken 8's already out, but yeah. we'll finally have a review for Tekken 8. And trust me, yeah. everyone at home, everyone knows that I love Street Fighter 6. <laughs> yeah, Street Fighter yeah. 6 has a lot of content, but fucking Tekken yeah. 8's god tier. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love hearing that. I was mad at Harada for not releasing Tekken 8 last year, but mm -hmm. the other two. But I'm glad he it. took his it time. Was worth it. it was worth it. It was so worth it. Oh mm. my god. Mm. I suck online like everyone else, but <laughs> hey, I don't I, I don't I don't quit like other people, okay? I had hey, two beers play, quit on me. God damn. And, yep. Uh, straight into ranked day one. I didn't even start the story. I just went straight into ranked. Really? I, went, I, I like to play story first before I get to play ranked. Get me like in the action, you know? When we get to. Yeah. When we get to actually talking about it, the story may be one of the greatest stories in the oh. fighting game of all time. <laughs> Jesus mm. Christ! Mm. The way uh, it ends and the way it starts. Please, please, please pray that more. Please pray that more. Honestly. I've always said this. Tekken has been the final, uh, Final Fantasy, uh, Fast and Furious of the fighting game world. Mm -hmm. Okay, Tekken has always been the Fast. Of... Uh, it's so stupid, but it makes sense. But this time round, oh, this time round, it's different. This time around. It's like Fast Five, which is the best Fast and Furious. It's so good. Yeah. It's Jin Kazama has answered for his war crimes for mm. starting World War Three in Tekken Six. Mm. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Fucking Kazuya. But we'll get more <laughs> into that. But online, Tekken Ball is back. Mm. Not Tekken Ball, like in Tekken mm. Seven. Tekken Ball actually has like tournaments going on with. Mm. narrators and everyone like commentators mm. and lore is broken in there but that will be coming out on the 16th of February now a game that I've been playing a lot Epsilon won't be playing but we'll be able to discuss especially with the discourse it has mm. online it's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League um, mm. just know at, at this point of 25.2 hours into the game I've completed the story Mm. I'm not gonna oh, say so, anything. So would you say it's like a how many hours would you say the game is itself? The story I, I did all the side um side mm. content for like your support heroes and everything. Mm. So fifteen point five hours to complete it with side content. But oh. if you just want to do the main story it's like eight to ten hours. Oh, that's pretty short. So how not much, that long. How much but the end game oh uh, yeah. We should always let them know how much it is, right? Okay, now, don't know where you guys live and around the world, but most of you are Kiwi. It is $119. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty, the price is pretty steep for the amount of time you have in the game. Especially for the story. Tek Tekken's also 119 Persona. I would, like, I would have to say Tekken is more because of the fact oh, that yeah. you get, yeah, there's, there's different concepts. Yeah. My, mm. my, like, I feel as though Suicide Squad is more story driven. As yeah. the main attraction compared to like yes. second. But I do have to say, oh, yeah. No. If you want your bang with your buck, buy Tekken 8. Okay, yeah, whether you've played it or not, buy Tekken 8. Games nowadays are becoming more than $99 Ugh. here in New Zealand. The base price is $119 now. Oh, that is too high. If you're lucky like me and have money, yeah, um, then you're. you're <laughs> You're, you're fine. fine, but okay. You're fine, but so don't be stupid there, like me. Yeah. Please, yes. Please always consider the fact that some some games, such as you know, uh, Tekken and Suicide Squad, may be expensive. However, if you truly want, like for example, your bang for your buck, get Tekken Eight instead of Suicide Squad. It is just completely like night and day. Terms of like content you get for the amount of money you spend. Hmm. Definitely. Um. Speaking of bang for your buck, buy Hell World. Then. Oh uh, yeah. Like the yeah. whole whole internet's going to discourse. It's only 40, yeah. 46 dollars now. The sales finished, 
mm. but we'll we'll talk about that more i think during suicide squad to fill that in mm. but yeah. yeah um now on the 29th of february which is a thursday not a friday it's when final fantasy 7 rebirth releases but we won't be able to play it we'll be gearing up towards it i think epson yeah. are you still playing remake yes i am still playing remake. i am halfway done but like this this is the, I believe, the shorter half of the game or are they making this yeah Sorry, i forgot um remake is oh sorry rebirth is actually most of the game up to that one era scene or maybe after so okay but um, okay we 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 okay Eris needs to survive this time around come on don't 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 you know don't tease us with the oh it will be different this time you know i know right katase mm. come on Give us an option to save her at least, please. Spoilers. Screw you, spoilers. The game's been out since 1997. <laughs> oh, please. If Zack is alive in a parallel universe, mm. then we can save Aerith. Also, speaking of which, yeah, I did want to ask you. Yeah? yeah. So you've played Batman Arkham Knights, correct? I've played all four of them, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And in Arkham Knights, you can play as Harley, correct? Yes. Yes. In certain character episodes. Yeah. Yes. Apparently, I've been told that Harley's design is better in Arkham Knights compared to Suicide Squad. Oh, no, no, no. Suicide, Suicide Squad got animation all perfect. It comes down to art direction and also mm. lighting. The ah. Arkham series are very gritty where yeah. um, Suicide Squad is quite bright and mm. the way it's shown it's all come down to art direction it's the same mm. art direction team but the Arkham series are so there's all, it's always raining yeah, it's always yeah. grim it's very noir this game same art directors as the Arkham series before they um, left Rocksteady um, t- said that it's the same direction mm. they've just upgraded the facial animation Maybe some of the best graphics today is in Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League when it comes to realism. And that's still on Unreal Engine really? 4. I yeah. thought I thought that Alan Wake, for example, would be a better example of realism. Because honestly, if you've watched Alan Wake, to the new one, yeah? Mm. I don't think there's a comparison from what I've seen so far. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy like, Alan Wake too. Yeah, but, uh, like, my sorry, my experience with Alan Wake 2 was just holy shit this actually looks like it could happen in real life like it's getting that close it's getting really scary if you know if you know what i mean you know like yeah considering the technology we have nowadays the fact that it's really hard to tell the difference between reality and falsehoods is getting there i swear next next unreal engine yeah unreal 6 yeah we won't be able to tell the difference oh no I know, and now with Death Stranding 2's mm. newest trailer for the state of play, mm. um, it looks too real now. Mm. <laughs> it looks unbelievably real. Um, but that's Kojima. Kojima can do that. Mm. He has all the power inside the um, gaming industry. And we know that mm. via the Game Awards, where he has like half an hour segment. Um, but yeah. From the Arkham series, it comes down to art direction. I just think every time the squad in a cutscene shows emotion with their face, it's some of the best motion capture I've seen today. They do the kind dot of... motion, correct? Like the dot motion for the motion captures. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, it's it's kind of on par with The Last of Us Part Two, mm. with it when it comes to like facial animation and oh. movement. Sorry, speaking of which. Sorry to cut you off again. Last of yep. Us Part 2 Remastered? Huh? It's a waste of time. Like, is, isn't it too soon, in my opinion? What What, what are you doing? Why, the Last what? of Us... Yeah. What, what, why are you... What? The Last of Us Part 1 Remastered mm. actually made sense because it came to PC. Mm. This one didn't come to PC. 
<laughs> it's only on the PS5. And the PS4 game can easily run 4K on the PS5. Mm. Dude, the game came out in 2020 and looks better than most games today. So why, why is it still, you know? Because it's about money. <laughs> it's about money. Neil Cuckman needs money. <laughs> like, all the memes online about Neil Druckmann thinking he's the shit at the Golden Globes, mm. no one cares about him. No one did. At the Emmys, no one knew who he was. I'm the director, uh, I'm the director of The Last of Us. No one yeah. cares, mate. Because everyone's so pretentious up there, so... Yeah. Who knows? But yes, um, on the 29th, which will be the day Final Fantasy VII Rebirth mm. comes out, we will be discussing Final Fantasy Remake. And I'm currently playing through it. I'm on Chapter mm. 4, I think. I just restarted a new save. Um, then we'll talk about Yuffie and their journey to calm and are we gonna get Sephiroth at the very beginning it seems like we yeah do. yeah okay I love Sephiroth gameplay Sephiroth gameplay mm. I love playing He's, as a big bad you know it's yeah big. yeah he took down a dragon and the first time we get to Nibelheim mm. so I can't wait till we play that in the actual like in a proper modern version of the game yeah. taking oh down God. a dragon um, but yeah, this, this is me almost ready for it. It's gonna happen. We oh gotta buy gosh. PS5. <laughs> we gotta buy PS5. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> exclusivity. You know? Okay, I swear, I swear. Yeah. It's, it's so dumb the fact that like PS5 exclusivity sh should not be a thing with PC. You know? PC PC should be able to handle all. That's Dude, my issue. Our PCs. Both of us, our PCs yeah. are much more powerful yeah. than the Xbox Series X and PS5. Exactly, exactly. So why are at you least, screwing us? Yeah. At least Xbox, well, it's Windows is owned by Microsoft, so it is PC. Mm. Mm. But at least they're lenient enough to, you know, put their games on our on Steam or on mm. Epic Games Store mm. or PC Game Pass. Mm. But yeah, Microsoft, Windows, Xbox, well, the same, but. PlayStation, come on. We want to play your games too. God damn. It's gonna be emulators but... all over again, I swear. <laughs> oh. Mate, emulate... Yeah, emulation was... was mm. everywhere back in the day. It's mm. still here. Because companies are too stubborn to mm. wider their market. Speaking of which... Uh, speaking of games that are coming out, yes? Yes. I believe uh, Prince of Persia is also coming out, the new one. Oh, that's already out. Oh, it is. Lo the Lost uh, Crown, right? The Lost Crown. Yeah. I've heard nothing but praise about it. Yeah. I mean, okay. Let me say this. I've played the PS2 Prince of Persia game, okay? Yeah, same. Yeah. Sense of time. Oh my god, yeah. Th th that game gave me like the freakiest like, moment. And I first played it. I couldn't even... Wall run in the game when I was mm. when I was three. <laughs> you no, know how like, you bounce from wall to wall. Yeah, yeah, I just couldn't do that to get to the top of the statue mm. for for three hours. Oh, continue on. But like in the game, of the Prince of Persia, the twenty twelve mm. one, uh, not twenty twelve, uh, the PS two one, yeah. Like yeah, there was that one shadow beast you couldn't kill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I played the warrior within, if if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yes. That's the one I played, yeah? There's that one ghost enemy that you can't kill. And that ghost enemy used to scare the shit out of me early on. Yeah, that's old school Ubisoft when they actually cared. Um, but yeah, I, I've heard nothing but praise about The Lost Crown. Um, sadly, coming out after Mirage and after Avatar Frontiers of the Pandora, which... I, I haven't completed and I wasted a lot of money on that game. Uh, it's, it's getting quite boring. But um, <laughs> it's Far Cry in Pandora. It's beautiful to look at. That's, that's, that's about it. Is it? Is it, yeah. is it not worth it? No, I still have it installed because I've got to complete the game. Mm. But um, other than that, yeah, Prince of Persia. <laughs> After Ubisoft's comments about oh maybe we should stick with the service model mm. and take physical media away 
or you owning games mm. what are these companies doing Epson? do you, you know you know about the um you know about what the uh what's it called gta 6 presented right no you should be paying per hour they want what a the per f- hour uh system <laughs> what is rockstar doing yeah we're gonna put hundreds of hours into gta how much money is that <laughs> also aren't they making exclusive like gta 6 i mean gta 5 didn't come to pc until like 2016 yeah but they're, they're doing the same thing but like permanently with gta 6 i know it's we don't know whether it's <laughs> yeah i think you're right like most likely we don't knowing, know no, knowing the company though they're like oh yeah because pc games don't pay anything but you have stupid. a vast majority though paying for your games still no red red dead 2 came onto pc the same time as consoles mm. why are they going backwards most exactly. of the gameplay comes from pc <laughs> that you see online yeah and they're getting rid of mods as well Ugh, yikes. what are these companies doing and somehow EA hasn't fucked up yet, so mm. we uh, don't EA, know what's EA's happening. recovering from their last fuck up, remember? Yeah. And Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2, which mm. redeemed itself, but it was a little bit too late. It too was little a little too late. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft about, you don't need to own your games, you got to buy a service. And then now Rockstar doing that. Mm. Yeah. It's, and then Warner Brothers making everything a game of a service or a live service game the Wonder Woman game apparently is a live service game so <laughs> don't oh don't know God. why that's stupid it kind of works with Suicide Squad but we'll get to that in the mm. review um, but speaking of Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth if we, we have a whole month to get a piece of hardware I'll try and work hard to, to grab it but Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth review the 15th of March I can I can At push it point, back if I'll come over to play with you on the new Final <laughs> Fantasy that point yeah um, okay. I'll see if I can we'll probably push it back a little bit and I heard it's like a 140 hour game mm. it's 145 gigabytes as well which to be expected on digital mm. um, physical is too two discs which is crazy mm. but um, yeah we can't wait for the game it could possibly be game of the year but who knows who knows at who this knows? point who knows there hasn't been a hi-fi rush thing yet <laughs> unless you say there's power worlds but power okay power world is like parody to the parody you know mm. and okay one funny thing i want to say yeah while i'm here actually is yeah I don't mind Power World, yeah. It's just like I wouldn't say that they're doing something new, but I'm gonna say like you know, there's some there, there's something alright. There's something like I love how Pokemon was like saying um, you copied from us, yeah. Well, people have been pointing out like Power World is copying from Pokemon, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, other people like showing off Dragon Quest. <laughs> like the really yeah. old Dragon Quest like enemies that Pokemon copied from. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's all I've been seeing the discourse. Mm. But mm. it wasn't it wasn't the Pokemon team that was talking about it. Or no, Nintendo. no, it was the fans. It was fans. It was the fans. Yeah, yeah. They I don't know all... why, but they're so rough about it. They're like, they want no, they because, want conflict. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, uh, let people make what they want to make. Yeah. yeah, when I first saw Power Wars, I think it was first shown off in like 2020 or 2021, where it was like Pokemon with guns. I was like, oh shit, okay, this could be fun. It turns out to be a lot of fun for a lot of people. But Nintendo fans just. I don't know what they want. Do they want it on their platform or do they don't? They confuse me. Yeah. Because, um, it's only on PC and on Xbox, um, which is crazy. I thought this would be on PlayStation as well, but 
No, it seems like they're missing out on this as well. For for now, it's an early access. Mm. It's like Borders Gate 3, where that was an early access for three years before it released. Mm. Um, this could be the same situation. Like, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Oh my gosh, I I don't know. I'm trying to think about it. Right now. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Well, it is an early access, so whatever's yeah. broken with the game, or they could update shaders, they could update mm. different Pokemon. Mm. I'm calling it Pokemon, but pals, right? Yeah. Pals. Yeah. But it's it's something that could easily be the Shadow Drop slash Hi-Fi Rush situation from mm. last year, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? Now that's our schedule. Yeah. What a lineup. Giving Epsilon, the Knight, and I a lot to do. But we do it for you. Just want to say thank you again from three of us for an incredible first year of the podcast and hope you had as much fun as we did making it possible. Mm. We hope that season two can top what we did for season one. Keeping to our strengths and if we can, and I know we can, be better. Epsilon, any last words? I hope everybody has a great time and great holiday or great time at school. No matter where you are in the world, I hope you always stay safe. Words to live by. Words to live by. Now, we are the Movie Bros Podcast, a podcast that had been on hiatus for five plus years now. Since Captain Marvel's marvelous box office numbers and now with the Marvel streaming now on Disney+. Plus, We are your hosts, Rickering King and Epson, and we wish you a happy duang and see you soon, Space Cowboy. Bye. Ba-boom.